heaven for his mercy, for his grace. We thank him for the fact that he is our rock. He is our shelter uh, in the time of whatever storm we may have to endure on this side of life. And so we, we thank God we can be hidden uh, in the Lord. We can trust that the Lord is going to see us through no matter what this world might throw at us. And you ought to be encouraged and you ought to believe that you really should. And if you believe it, you ought to trust him in that. You ought to be at peace. You ought to be able, when the storm is raging, you ought to be able to just sleep and be at peace about it. Because unless you have the power to go out and tell that storm to hush and be still, you ain't nothing you can do but rest in the Lord. And so I thank the God of heaven for all that he has done for us. If he does nothing else, he's done all he ever needed to do by sending his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, brothers, who are preceding me as always. Eternally grateful to you. Appreciate Brother Rogers on last week. Uh, appreciate the brothers, him and Brother Towns, to be able to come and give us different perspectives. And, and we'll continue to do that throughout the year. Uh, and we'll, we'll tag team at different times so that we can you can get different perspectives uh, on these things. So that way we can best equip you for the work of the saints. That's our duty, to equip you for the work of the saints. And so I, I hope this microphone is on. It, 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 it's, it's just low, so... We're going to press on. Let's open your Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke, chapter 17. Let's remember we have our uh, VITA program going on. This is year six where we've been doing voluntary uh, income uh, tax assistance is what we've been doing uh, with folks. And so if you make under, I believe they say it was a uh, $55,000, $57,000, you can get your taxes done for free. And soon they'll have a link. And if you make more than that, they'll have a link. Uh, to where you can go and do your taxes online for free. So that way we as a congregation get credit for the service we're providing our community. We're doing that in a valet fashion this year where you drive up, you, you bring your paperwork, they'll scan it, they'll give you your paperwork back. When it is done, they'll let you know when you got to come in here. So we're trying to do it in a very socially safe and a distance way uh, as well to get that done. So I want to encourage you to pass on that word that uh, that VITA is, is still running and well, and that way you don't have to get your taxes done at someone that might get you audited. So you can get your taxes done right. Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. There the Bible said, Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but warn to him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea. than he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in the day and seven times in the day, turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Let's talk about this topic as we begin uh, to delve into uh, forgiveness, the dynamics of a forgiving heart, the dynamics of a forgiving heart. This morning, I want to simply peel back some things, expose some things, uh, and then if the Lord stay the same in the weeks to come, we, we'll, we'll talk about the importance of forgiveness. We'll talk about the need for forgiveness. We'll talk about how, how it's a very necessary component for a Christian lifestyle. Without it, you, 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 without a forgiving heart, you will not be fulfilling uh, the love of Christ. You will not be fulfilling that which God expects of you. And, and we have to remember that forgiveness is conditioned. The standard whereby we forgive others 
shall be the same standard measured against us. And so this morning, can we expose, number one, some definitions? Let's expose and talk about some facts. Uh, and, and then maybe even some normative truths that really aren't truths at all. And, and then we'll, we'll touch on a few things here from the book of Luke, but this will kind of be our launching point to talk about the dynamics of a forgiving heart. And, and so let, let's just get into it. Let's look at what Webster says about forgiveness. Webster says that it's to stop feeling angry toward. It is to stop blaming. You know, that blaming, that's a tough one because, you, you know, when you're holding on to what somebody done done to you, you're essentially, uh, uh, you're essentially blaming them for you feeling, you acting, you being the way that you are. And so that's interesting that Webster would, would put that. But to stop feeling anger about to forgive someone, to stop requiring payment of. Look at it in the Greek. I like cough. To send away. You know, you got to be careful when you cough. Now everybody look at you thinking you got corona. (coughs) Excuse me. It's normal for me. Uh, To remit debts that are completely canceled. To be remit of the punishment that is due to sinful conduct. There's some some other things that we'll talk about in here as well. Let's look at some of the forgiveness facts, if you will, uh, because I like to dispel rumors when we start to talk about this topic. I like to just go and get some stuff out the way. Here's some forgiveness facts. Number one, you can forgive and you can forget. You know, you're lying if you say, I, I can forgive, but I can't forget. You're lying, and that's a sin. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, is what the book of Revelation says, right? So, it is possible for you to forgive and for you to forget. We expect God to forgive us of our sins, and the Bible says to remember them no more. Now, if God can do it, and you and I are much lesser than God, surely we can do it. It is a choice. You don't forget because you don't want to forget, which ties back to that Webster definition. Sometimes folk don't want to forget so they can keep blaming other folk for their behavior, their present behavior. Come on now. Come on. It is a fact that you have been a repeat offender. It's a fact. You have been a repeat offender. You have. And then here's the expectation, is that God will continue to forgive you. That what that mean? You committed the same sin more than one time. If you committed the same sin twice, you are a repeat offender. But in our minds, we feel like we got to, well, if I do it five, six, seven, eight, nine times. No, you do it more than once, you have repeated the offense. That's a fact. I am a repeat offender. Anybody else want to get in that club and be honest? Okay, 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 okay. Forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. You can forgive a person, but it doesn't mean you trust them. Doesn't mean you trust them. So when there's infidelity in a relationship, you, you, you may sever the relationship. You still need to forgive them, but you may not be able to trust them anymore. Okay, okay, okay. Forgiving is a necessary part of healing. It is a necessary part of healing. And then here's the big one. Here's the big one. 
You cannot forgive yourself. That is not a biblical concept. That is a worldly concept that folk like to toss phrases and ideas around and they, and they repeat these things so much that these things become normalcy and then they become normative truths. But they're not true at all. It is an impossibility when you look at the definition, even in Webster, of forgiveness for you to forgive yourself. And we'll delve into that. We'll delve into that. Because see, what, what God has already addressed this topic, but now folk have dressed that thing up and changed it up and said, well, you know, you just simply need to forgive yourself. You, you, you know, so if, if that last statement bothers you, just hang on. Just hang on. By the time we finish talking about forgiveness, if you push me, I'll talk about it next week. You'll, you'll find out it is an impossibility, biblically, for you to forgive yourself. God will show you what to do because the thing that you're really talking about is you're really talking about guilt. That's really what you're talking about. God shows us what to do with guilt. He shows us what to do with guilt. Look at our text this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Look at our text. Look at verse number one in our text. Who, who, who's reading this morning? Come on. Yes, sir. Luke 17. Listen to the master. Now, we, we've been walking with Jesus quite a while these last few months. Where, where he's gone, we walk with him while he heals folk. Walking with him while he teaches folk. He, read that again, Brother Thomas. Come on now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, listen, listen. Notice what he said. It is impossible, but offenses will come. Verse number two. Come on. Uh-huh. You, you know, mafia knowing stuff, mob know stuff about that. You know, you, you give them them cement boots. This millstone was a heavy stone that if you were the one who was bringing about this offense, if you were the one, if you were the one who was causing other people to offend, causing them to offend, to participate in the sin, it is better for them to take a large stone, hang it around your neck and just toss you in the water. But now notice what he said. Now notice what he said. It is impossible but that offenses should come. What are you doing, Lord? This is what the Lord is really doing. Is he's trying to get you and I to understand that we ought not to be surprised when offenses come. He said they will come. Not maybe. Not possibly. He said they will come. So what he's trying to do for us is to say, I need you to adjust your mindset. I need you to adjust your attitude. We're trying to uncover some things now before we get into it. I need you to already set your mind to expect and to accept that somebody is going to offend you at some point or another. If you think you can live on this earth and nobody hurts your feelings or hurt you, you might as well die and go on because you, you might as well leave us alone down here because we some, some ratchet, wretched folk. And we are not going to be perfect down here in this flesh. So he's trying to say, I need you to get your mind right and accept that somebody's going to offend you. When you're talking about that word offense, you you all see that Greek word scandalon. That's where we get scandalous from. Scandals. We get scandalous. It's a trap stick. Y'all remember when you was kids, y'all be walking and somebody trip you up. You know, and the intent now, the intent was, and, and I don't know about you, I can't stand for nobody to trip me. My son, my little one used to always walk in front of me and slow down. Or, or, or cut and cross, cut across in front of me. Boy, boy, get out the way. 
Still be on this side. I say, no, stay on this side. Don't cut me off. Because you mess around, you trip up, you, and they don't fall. You fall, and you get hurt. And this is why I say it's a displeasure, figuratively, or sin in this case. And so it's an impediment. So anytime somebody is placing somebody before you with the intent to trip you up. And this is why the Lord said it's better for them to have a millstone hung around their neck than for them to cause one of these little ones, to cause one of his to stumble or to sin. Scandalous. We, 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 you know, I, this is why I love the Bible. You know, men come up with some stuff and they act like they just came up with it. Folk been scandalous a long time. <laughs> ratchet, ratchet. Well, I'm telling you, the book is the book is true and it's always going to be true. Long as you and I dwell down here on this earth, fool with each other, folk going to trip up folk. Look, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look, look here. Offenses are going to come. Number one, you're going to have to prepare yourself before hurt happens. He's telling them this. Now, he's with the disciples. He's telling them this. I'm telling you so you can prepare yourself. I'm not, I don't want it to catch you off guard, you know, when you are prepared. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, you, you, you know, there ain't many things in life that ought to catch you off guard. Death is a normal part of life. You ought to be prepared for it. Getting sick is a normal part of life. You ought to be prepared for it. Losing a job is a normal part of life. You ought to be prepared for it. Your car breaking down, normal part of life. You ought to get prepared for it. Storms happening in your life, normal part of life. You ought to get prepared for it. So nothing ought to really catch you off guard. So, you know, oh, I can't believe so-and-so passed away. Death is a part of life. But all too often, it catches us off. It, we, we act as if it catches us off guard. Because we have not fixed our minds to accept the things that the master has told us beforehand. He tells us beforehand to prepare our minds to have a certain attitude toward these things when they happen. Not to develop the attitude once they happen, have the attitude before they happen. Forgiveness should be one of the top gifts in your heart that you give to people. Get for me, John six, John chapter, John chapter three. It ought to be one of the top gifts that you give. For whatever you give the folk, forgiveness ought to be your top. It is an expression of love. Forgiveness is an expression of love. And we ought not to overlook that. Now, the master said, you, you see what he said about that thing. He said, come on, bro, verse number three for, for a second there, brother bro, bro, Thomas. Verse three, Luke 17. Take heed, to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Now, he said, you need to be worried about yourself. Yourself and your attitude, your heart. You need to be preparing yourself. Stop worrying about everybody else and what their attitude is like. What are, what's your attitude and your heart like surrounding forgiveness? You, man, 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 we're we, we going to have to look at this verse. Cause, and, 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 and there was this verse in Proverbs, you know, I came across and I was like, oh, my Lord. And so we got we got to touch on it this morning. We got to touch on it this morning. But now, 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 come on and finish reading that verse now. Come on. If your brother, if your brother, he said offenses are going to come and he uses a term of closeness or intimacy, your brother. I'm not talking about these casual everyday people who flip you off on the highway or cut you off on the highway. You're not, you're not talking about them. I'm talking about the folk who you got a relationship. 
John chapter 3 and verse number 16. We're coming back to that, Brother Thomas. John chapter 3 and verse number 16. What does the Bible say there? For God so loved the world uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. that he gave his only begotten yeah. son. That he gave his what? Only. His only begotten, begotten son. son. Well, Lord, what did you give him? He, gave, he sent him because he was full of grace and truth. He sent him that he might die for our sin. He said, I didn't come to serve. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve and to save many, to redeem many. That's what the master can keep reading. Watch this. Come on. Come on. Verse 17. Keep going. That whosoever believeth in uh-huh. him yeah. should not perish, should not perish, but have everlasting but have life. Everlasting life. Now, 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 listen to what he says. That God sent and he was driven by love. Forgiveness is an expression of love. What did you send Jesus for? I sent Jesus because God is showing you and I that I am initiating the process whereby you and I can get back close together. But before I do that, I have to create a process whereby I can forgive you of your trespasses. Notice, I am initiating it. That's God. He is the one who initiates the thing. I'm not waiting for y'all to get y'all stuff together. This is why some folk never get saved, because they still waiting to get their stuff together. And they don't understand that he died because you don't have your stuff together. And as a matter of fact, you're never going to have all your stuff together. And if you get it all together, you might as well die and go on and leave us ratchet, wretched folk alone again. Because we're going to mess you up sooner or later. We're going to do something that's going to mess you up. You're going to be like, doggone it, I had it all together. And then Brother Pride came around and then set it off. Might as well go on. Just going home, brother. Sister going home. But he did all of that. He was the one who initiated that. Because love, love looks to forgive. But, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look, look here, look here, look here, look here. Come on back. Luke, Luke 17, verse number three again. Come on, come on, come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. But, but brother uh Neil, hold uh Proverbs seventeen verse nine. You 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 should have a variety of translations. If you have the common English version, the New Living Translation version, I like the way it reads. The King James Version will will, will talk about covering. Uh and but we we gonna we we're gonna look at a couple different translations. The next thing you and I need to understand, not only should we be prepared for offenses, but you and I need to understand something about forgiveness and and, and, and the good relationships are going to require good investing. We were just talking about investments this morning. Some folk made out like fat racks with this game stock and AMC and all this other stuff. And folk mad now because other folk didn't figure out the system. And, and, and this is America. Once you figure it out, they're going to change it. They can't have everybody making a couple dollars. So don't tell me about how equitable and how fair the system is. They mad now because some other folks said, well, y'all been doing this and hedging and, 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 and shorting things for years. Now y'all mad some other folks and figured out how to make a couple dollars. That's called devilish. It's what that is. That's just the devil is in their details. And folk act the devil on you. Make your money. Anyway, good relationships require good investing. And you should respect, you should expect a return on investment. If you invest, you should expect a return on investment. The Lord told us that we ought not to deceive ourselves in Galatians. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. So the expectation is if I sow, if I plant, or if I invest, 
I expect to reap. I expect a harvest in time. So, 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 and if I sow to life, then from that I will reap life. But if I sow unto the flesh, then of the flesh I shall reap condemnation or death. So if I invest good things, I should get good things out. Uh, uh, sisters, you got a man, you ought to invest in him. You know, we live in a world where everybody thinks the man's supposed to do everything. Women think the anniversary is theirs. Hello, the wedding is theirs. We need to shift that attitude. We up in there getting married too. We up in there getting in this anniversary. We up in here been putting up with y'all as, as well. Hello? Acting like that. We the only ones that's hard to live with something. And I ain't got nothing going on at home. I'm not saying this. I, I, everything's good at the house. <laughs> got to straighten that out. I'm going to go home. I want to eat. <laughs> Surprise, good. We we good, <laughs> Brother Thomas. <laughs> it's too cold to be sleeping somewhere else. But the point is, is that pour into each other, invest time, quality time in each other, invest time in getting to know each other, man, and finding out the things that she likes and find out the things that he likes. And and yes, yes, you need to adjust. Yes, you need to start learning some of the things he likes and participating in the things that he likes. Yes, you need to find out the things she likes and you need to participate in the things that she likes. That's part of being in a relationship. My wife and I can't play a lick of tennis. We took some tennis lessons one time and I don't think we ever spent so much time laughing. Because it wasn't about the tennis, it was about the time spent together doing something. You, you know, so you got to pour into some good times. You got to invest some good things so you can get some good stuff out of it. 2020, Brother Thomas, Brother Neil showed some folk who had been investing in their relationships prior to that. And that's why they was fussing and falling out. The book knows what it's talking about. You got to sow so you can reap. And so when you sow, you ought to expect a return on investment. You ought to expect a return on investment. I ain't forgot Proverbs yet. When you talk about a return on investment, forgiveness should be a return on a love investment. It really should. It really should be a return on a love investment. Remember now, God is the one who initiated the process whereby we could be saved. He initiated the the, the forgiveness cycle, the process himself. He didn't wait for you and I to get right. For while we were yet sinners, the book says Christ died for our sin. God initiated that thing whereby you and I could be redeemed, be reconciled back to him. He sit there waiting on somebody. Well, you know, you hurt me. And then you ought to, God said, yeah, it ain't in y'all. And that's why we can't fix stuff down here with each other sometimes because it ain't in us. We want to sit around and let that ego and pride. One more way for her to come and talk to me and then I'm going to forgive her. Man, do you know how hard it is for some women to apologize? You might as well just go on and accept that. Make it easy for them to apologize, too, when you're dealing with somebody. Make it easy for folk to apologize. Make it easy for them to be forgiven. God made it easy. He made the process. All the hard work God did through Christ. It ain't hard. Obeying the gospel. It can be a challenge staying faithful sometimes, but it ain't hard. Leave us nothing. He didn't leave us anything that was impossible to do. Lord have mercy. So you ought to, you ought to, you ought to be looking for return on a love investment. And you got to learn love God's way. You ought to be looking at that thing. Look here. 
Forgiveness is needed for those that we love the most. Notice the verse says, if thy brother. That is a term of endearment. Think about that for a minute. He could have put his sister in there. But brother just signifies a relationship of intimacy, a relationship of closeness. He could have said, if your mother, if your father, if your sister, if your cousin. Hello. Anybody you got a close relationship with. Because why? The depth of my hurt is directly related to how much I have invested in the relationship. Mm -hmm. The book knows what it's talking about. When the Lord, the Lord knows what he's saying. He said, Doc, stuff going to happen. I'm telling you this to prepare yourself, but I'm telling y'all who calls this stuff, it'd be better for you to be, you know. But then he said, but look here. All that wasn't focused on them. He said, I'm going to focus on y'all. If your brother offends you, forgive him. He said, now you got to repent. He said, you got to rebuke him. And that word rebuke doesn't mean you're going there blasting and, and fussing at him and cussing at him. And, 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 and you, know, you know, you can't do that. That word rebuke in that context means to place honor back upon them. What are you doing? I'm coming to you and I'm making known to you what the issue was between us. I'm giving you an opportunity to redeem your honor. By in, in the way you if, if I sin against you, the way I redeem my honor is when you bring it to me, uh, 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 Matthew 18, 15. I said, brother, listen, I, I'm sorry. I love you too much. I don't want to lose a relationship. I didn't I didn't know my words or my actions hurt you that deeply because sometimes boy, you don't know how much folk love you until they hurt you. You believe they love you. But boy, you don't know how much they really you. Sometimes you just don't know. You, you got a sense. I, I know they love and care for me deeply. But when you hurt them, oh, man, the, the hurt is, is in direct relationship to how much you have invested in that person. This is why you don't, you, you, you know, you might let somebody who cuts you off in traffic mess you up for, for, for a minute. You say it might mess up your day, but it ain't going to mess up your whole life. It ain't going to mess you up for a week. But the people who you really love, the ones who you really invest in, who you have poured time into, years into, Man, you poured some, you've emptied your heart into them. And if they hurt you, oh, 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 it, 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 it wounds you deeply. Luke, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. Oh, I ain't forgot Proverbs. I ain't forgot Proverbs. I ain't forgot it. I ain't forgot it because I'm telling you, it's in here. It's in here and it's going to be right here in, in verse number three here in a minute. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. Come on now, come on, come on now. Watch this, verse number verse number 46. Start there, Brother Dexter. Come on. Lord of that servant uh-huh. Uh-huh. And at an hour when he is not aware. He's talking about the servant and the Lord returned unexpectedly. Caught the servant off guard. Come on. Came when he wasn't expecting him to come. Come on now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This servant was mistreating folk. He wasn't a good steward. He was mistreating folk, even though he had been treated well. Come on now. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, now, Lord, have mercy. Wait a minute. Do I want to let death catch me and I still have unforgiveness in my heart? Is that what I want? Is it because see there are two things now. We 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 think about it now. <clears throat> it, we'll say, I can't believe they're gone. Death will catch us unexpectedly. Yeah. See, we should expect it, but it catches us unexpectedly if we're still holding on to things in our heart we shouldn't hold on to. This heart here. This one just got some blood in it. 
it, it, no cognitive abilities. But now, now, now you ask yourself, is that how I want to be caught? So now either death will catch me and I haven't forgiven. Or what if the master returns and I'm still harboring an unforgiving, bitter heart? Woo. He, he said, boy, you'll be beat. What is he saying, Lord? There'll be great punishment. That's what that is. There'll be great suffering. He said he'll be beaten with many stripes. Come on, Reed. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look here, look here, look here. I'm telling you, the book, the book is perfect. It knows what it's talking about. You know, when you you stand in a position of leadership, they expect more of you. They expect you to be better and do better. Not perfection, because you're a man. Now, don't get me wrong. But then they ought to hold you and expect you to be held to a higher standard. That's okay. That's at any position of leadership. Worldly positions of leadership, leadership positions in the church, leadership positions in your family, leadership positions in your community. All of those things come with expectations. Yeah, and, and you know, we sometimes we live in a place where they like to, can I use this term, they like to dumb it down. They like to make it convenient or when they're going to hold folk accountable to a, or held to a higher standard. They like to make excuses for them. You know, hello, but then they'll vilify us. Hello. And, 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 and for worldly folk are good to do that about Christians. They'll hold Christians to a higher standard, but yet they won't believe in their God. I tell folk all the time, don't you hold me to some standard that you don't measure me by. Well, ain't you supposed to be a Christian? Yeah, I'm supposed to be a Christian, not a fool. Them two, them two are not synonymous. I'm called to be wise. And if you're going to play me like a fool, I'm going to have to check you like a wise one. Whether you in the world or not, let you know God didn't call me to be a fool, let you walk all over me. So sometimes you got to tell folk that in the world because they have an understanding that is not in alignment with the word and the will of God. So don't tell me what I ought to be as a Christian and you don't even acknowledge my God. And you know, so he says he ain't called me to be a fool and you don't acknowledge my God, you the fool. And sometimes, you know, I gently would tell folk that. I'm like, That's a foolish way of thinking that you think there's not a God. And I had to tell them what the Bible says, not what Brother Price says. You know, the Bible says, you know, the fool said in his heart there is no God. Where stands you? <laughs> so, well, now, where do you stand? Well, I, 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 where you stand? Fool or wise? So let folk know you got. You know, it's okay to gently check them. Don't hurt them, but check them. Look here, look here. Now, 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 now. Luke, Luke seventeen, Luke seventeen three again. And watch this because this, 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 this is going. This is that one where, you know, folk, folk, uh, they, 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 they struggle with this thing here. Luke seventeen three again. Come on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Come on. Uh huh. Oh Lord. Mm hmm. What do you say? I repent. Oh Lord, have mercy. That's a lot of forgiveness. Mm. Seven times in a day. Remember, rebuke is to make the issue known. To place honor back upon them. Because some folk, sometimes folk do stuff to you and they don't know they hurt you like that. They don't know they wounded you deeply. And so, you know, sometimes what we do is this. And we some funny people. But people are funny. They some funny acting people. 
We allow our pain to be king. And since we meddling, now you know how it, we got to tell it like it is in, in the Lord's in the Lord's church. And sometimes folk don't lie. Stop acting like your pain is worse than the sin you have committed. Stop acting like the thing someone has done to you is worse than worse than what you have done to someone else. Can we just say that? Can we keep it real for a moment? Can we say that? Sometimes what we act like when folk do stuff to us is far worse than anything we have ever done. What we are doing is minimizing our behavior. And we are elevating and maximizing our pain when someone hurts us. That is sinful. Not right. Not right at all. And we let our pain become our king. If your brother sin against you, sometimes in a day, that's the repeat offender. Well, I don't do it like they did it. But have you sinned more than once on the same thing? He he didn't classify a repeat offender only in one day now. That thing is for all of us. Sometimes folk do the same thing different days. And I expect God to forgive me. But he said if if your brother trespass against you sometimes in the day and come back to you and say, man, I repent, I'm sorry. The master said, forgive him. Ooh, that's hard, ain't it? Proverbs 17. That's hard, man. Ooh, that's hard. I told you, it's hard dealing with people. Ain't nothing easy about folk. And guess what? You folk. You people. (laughs) So everything ain't easy about me or you. You people. Sometimes you the issue. Proverbs 17 and verse number 9. Watch this thing now. Give it, give it to me. You got the common English version? Yes. Listen to it in the common English version for just a minute. Come on and read. One who seeks love uh-huh. conceals an offense, mm. but one who repeats it mm. divides friends. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Now, see, 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 now the repeating offenders, right? But you got to look at this in it. You got to look at this in a couple different translations because you, you walk away with the impression that he's talking about repeat offenders, but he's not. Watch this in New Living Translation. And then in a couple other basic English Bible translations, we'll read a bit differently. Now watch this. When we talk about the covering of sin now. So watch watch what he says. We're really talking about, when we talk about, you'll see that term used in the Old Testament, the covering of sin. It simply means forgiveness. Watch this. Come on. Come on. Love prospers mm-hmm. when a fault is forgiven. Love prospers. Did you, did you hear that? Love prospers. To prosper means to gain, to flourish, to get better. Love prospers when a sin is forgiven. Come on now. But dwelling on it separates close friends. We get to that. Dwelling on it separates. In another translation says, but he who keeps reminding the person of their sin loses the friendship. In one of the translations, he who keeps reminding, he says, it's not good for you to keep reminding the person of their sin. Hello. You, 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 you. So when we talk about forgiving, we're releasing the thing. We're letting the thing go. Now, remember early on one of those facts, you can forgive and forget. It is an active choice. You choose whether you're going to forget. Now, the book says that if you 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 forgive them their sin, don't keep bringing that mess up, reminding them of that stuff. We catch that stuff in counseling. 
Brother Thompson, I catch that stuff in counseling all the time. Folk be talking about stuff six, seven, eight years ago. That means you ain't forgiving the person. That means, well, well, no, they keep doing it. No, 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 what the book say? That's why verse 5, where, 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 where next time, y'all got to meet me at your faith. Because the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. We're going to meet at your faith next time. You know, because that's where we got to meet. That's where the problem is. It's your faith. Yeah, come on now. Everything we talked about thus far in this text deals with what other people do, what other people do to you, and how you respond to other people. Meet me at your faith. <laughs> and that's what the book is teaching now. Come on, I, I'm trust me. If the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith, I got to ask him to help me with mine too so I can forgive. Meet me at your faith next week. We talk about your faith next week. So you, you that, that, that's what we're talking about, man. So don't allow your pain to be king. Because watch this here. Watch this here. My willingness to forgive is tied directly to the level of the pain I experience. My willingness, not ability, willingness to forgive is directly linked to the level of pain I experienced. If his wound is deep, Oh, Brother Thomas, I may have a hard time forgiving. Oh, the wound is deep. You cut me deep. Oh, but I don't know about y'all. I'm going to tell y'all how I am. I got enough of my own sins to answer for. I ain't got time to be carrying yours with me. So I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forget it. And I'm going to press on. (laughs) Go around the corner. That may be another snare. While I'm trying to be all hearted minded and, and not forgiving you. Well, I'm trying to get on around that corner to that next old place in life and bloop, somebody done tripped me up. Ain't got time to be holding on to your stuff. I got my own mess to answer for. Hello? And, and I want the Lord to forgive it and forget it. Oh, I ain't be holding on to it. I ain't going to keep, I don't, I, man, I don't want to go to judgment and the Lord throw that mess up in my face. You don't like those folks throwing up stuff in your face down here. I don't want them throwing up nothing in my face. Oh, no, I don't want it. I, at the moment, he say, can you imagine you at judgment? And boy, I told y'all before, picture yourself for a moment, as Rod Sterling would say. Picture, if you will, for a moment. The Lord replays your life on these screens. He said, I went home and he paused it. And he heard paused it. And then you know how they slow, you can slowly rewind that thing. And he slowly remember, prior. Why you hold on to that right there? Lord, Jesus. Jesus might be like <laughs> You knew the deal. What measure you forgive is the same measure applied to you. You was holding on to this one. But that ain't the only one you was holding on to prior. He go, let's go to the next one. You was holding on to that one and that one. And then you kept reminding folk about this one that they did to you. How come you do that prior? Oh. And then my, my advocate, my lawyer. He's just standing there shaking his head. Jesus just standing there shaking his head. He, he can't do nothing for me. Lord have mercy. Look, look here. That's my willingness. But my ability to forgive is tied to my expectations and understanding of God's forgiveness of repeat offenders. That's our problem. That's our problem. If we're honest, if we walk in our honesty, And now let's walk in the truth, in the truth of our heart. 
I expect God to forgive me of the same sin repeatedly. If I am honest, I expect him. I hope that he would do so. And don't, please don't throw up to God. Well, that's why I don't do the same sin. Come on now, stop lying. You ain't going to sit here and tell me you only lied one time in your life. Well, I ain't lied about that same stuff. Did you lie? Well, yeah. Then you are a repeat offender. And I expect that he would forgive me. And therefore, I've got to develop the same attitude and expectation. Because I have to remember that just as Christ forgives me, Colossians 3.13, I have to forbear one another. I have to forgive each other for Christ's sake, just like Christ forgave me. And so I ain't got time to be holding on to all that stuff. I ain't got time to be, you, you, you know, y'all, y'all know what it's like when you go home. You know, folks be like to remind you of your old dirt. Boy, you remember when we used to run them? I went here, man. Gone over here. Like, man, if I ain't even come see you no more next time I come home. Bro, you remember when we used to Thomas, boy, boy, Thomas, boy, you showed him change. Remember, you remember? I don't, I don't hear nothing about no member. <laughs> then sometimes they all I can give him say, yeah, man, I did. But by the grace of God, he kept his hand on me. There are times where I should have perished, but he, he, he looked out on me. Brother Tom was telling somebody about you this week and talking about how when you, you'd be in Vietnam and how you'd make your way to that chaplain after you get out of out of that out of humping them in them woods and in that bush and getting in them firefights, you'd make your way over there. The Lord had his hand on him. Trying to preserve him. I, I, I want to use you for something better. That me and my, me and my cousin Ray was talking about this yesterday. I, I, I can look you can look back and you see where the Lord was trying to preserve him. So don't tell me, don't tell me you don't you, you don't tell me he ain't had to forgive you of some stuff. Don't tell me. Don't tell me he ain't, because I know he have. I know, I know he'd have forgiven me of some things, some of the same things. So don't tell me that you don't expect God to do for you when you don't do for other folk. Because if you can't do for other folk, however you forgive other folk, that is the same standard God is going to apply to you. Man, I'm telling you. Boy, I love people. I know people can drive you crazy sometimes. But boy, I ain't got time to be holding on to nobody else's mess. I ain't got time for no bitterness in heart. I make it a point, and I, I, I intentionally, Brother Thomas, I make it a point to laugh every single day. Every day, and I am not kidding. I'm going to find something funny. And y'all may not like my sense of humor about some things now, so I can't share everything with you. But I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to get a good laugh out of it every day. I'm going to find something because it's healthy. And I remember, Lord, look at how far you done brought me. So I, well, when I get up, Lord, your mercy been renewed this morning. Lord, I got to show some mercy because I got to show it in order to forgive. So since you renewed mine, let me go and renew mine for somebody else this morning. Well, you, I'm telling you, 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 you have a different outlook on life. There's some folk you might need to forgive. You might need to forgive them folk last year who, who let you go during a tough time. You might need to forgive your job. You might need to forgive some folk. I don't know, man. You, 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 you know, you, you might have lashed out each other in that house. Things was tense and tight for a while. And you ain't never quite apologized to mama or daddy or, or the kids or, or whoever you, 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 I know you ain't shacking. So 
I know that ain't happening. Because if you're shacking, you're repeatedly offending every single day. If you ain't married and you shacking, you was a repeat offender. But the point is, is man, life is too short to hold on to bitterness. It, it, it's time. See, we're just exposing some things today. But Lord, stay the same. Next week, meet me at your faith. Meet me at your faith. Because an unforgiving heart is a faith problem. It really is. And you aren't trusting God. But I can be honest with you. I have learned that I have to trust God even when I can't trust people. Got to trust God. So meet me at your faith this morning. If you're here. As brother prayed, brother Thomas prayed that we ought to live peacefully among all men as much as lies in us. You meet me at your faith next week and we're going to talk about increasing our ability to forgive and upping our expectation. The Lord's church is real clear. The church has been the church of Christ. We are the church of Christ and we're not the only church of Christ at all. The, the Lord, the way he, 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 he created this thing, is he created it so that it would be able to, 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 to be planted here. And plant there and the plant there. This is the church of Christ at Schaefer Road. There's one at South Cobb. There's one at Macklin Road. There's one at Central. There's one at, at Renaissance. There's church of Christ all throughout this city of Atlanta. There's one close to you. Preacher, why you mention the church of Christ? Because we, we, we remember the term brother in our text? Boy, we's a family. We, we are blood brothers and sisters by the blood of Christ. And we are part of his body. We are part of his home. We have been paid for by that blood. We are part of his bride. We are his bride. We are in his kingdom over which he is king. That's why it's called Church of Christ. All over the U.S., all over the world. You ought to be a part of that. You know, I said, well, preacher, are you saying that's the only place you can go into and get saved? Yes. These other folk have made it normal for you to think that all of these other uh, uh, denominations is fine. Remember? That same old normalcy that they created and telling you that you can forgive yourself, that's how a lie becomes truth. They got you honestly believing you can forgive yourself. They did the same thing as it relates to other so-called congregations. God only created one spiritual body big enough to hold everybody. He didn't, he didn't come up with all different catchy names for it. It all belongs to him. How do I get in there? Number one, you got to be saved God's way. You've been taught the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ came, suffered, bled, and died for your sins, my sins. Sins of the entire world. Why? Because God loved us. And he initiated the process whereby you and I could be forgiven and brought back into proper relationship with him if we would draw close to him through his son, Jesus Christ. You have to decide if you're going to believe the gospel. You have to make up your mind. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that believes that God is and that God is able. You've got to repent of your sins, Acts 17, 30. The time of his ignorance, God winked at but commands all men everywhere to repent. Well, what are some stuff you got to repent of? Sin, number one. Well, let's classify some of that sin. If you're shacking up with somebody and you ain't married to them, that's a sin. Use a repeat offender. If you're known to get a good cuss in every day, use a repeat offender. Hello, if you're known to have a bad attitude and you can't stand and you can't deal with folk and you're always pushing people away, use a sour puss. That's sinful. Because you got a nasty attitude. It's a nasty heart. Sometimes you got to tell it like it he I is, as they say. You got a bitter heart and you won't forgive folk. That's sinful. There's plenty of them. Homosexuality. We can name a plethora of sins. There's a whole bunch of them. And all of them just like this linear sin. 
Sin. Just sin, 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 sin. But what we do is we like to make ours better than the other person. Well, I ain't do that. It's still sin, no. Right? You got to repent of that. You must confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Man believes in his heart, confesses with his mouth unto salvation like the African did in the hot, dry desert. He said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? Philip said, thou mayest, I believest in all that heart. He confessed, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He commanded the chariot to stand still. Philip took that African in the hot, dry desert. God made sure there was enough water to bury because baptism is a burial. Because that which is dead must be buried. That which is spiritually unclean must be cleansed, and water baptism does that. Why? Because it is empowered by the word of God to do so, period. You come up out of that water, brand new creation. Remember the church we talked about? That's the church of Christ. Praising God, having faith with all the people. The Lord added to the church daily, such as we're being saved. Part of our faithful living is increasing in our faith so much so that we remember how much we have been forgiven of. And since much has been given unto us, much is required of us. We have to demonstrate and model what genuine love looks like in the component called forgiveness. And if we sin, God tells us, repent of your sin. Confess your sin. And the blood of Christ will ever cleanse us of unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. And that's what God expects of us. So why don't you come as together we stand and together we sing. Don't be careless with your soul this morning. Why don't you come?